The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined for the rest of this week by George Kurtz, as our old friend Craig Mish is out, uh, you know, right in the middle of the labor negotiations. You know, he's basically uh, Paul Revere between the owners and the players, you know, taking messages, running back and forth, trying to get us some baseball games playing so that, uh, you know, a month from now we can be arguing about whether or not Jock Pedersen is, uh, you know, a good a good pick at, at ADP. We're all very excited for the return of baseball season, but plenty for us to discuss on the show with the NBA, with golf, with uh, you know, tw- look, twenty twenty two fantasy football right out right now. You can be making lots of money. Getting to Wednesday's headlines. Kevin O'Connell has officially been hired by the Minnesota Vikings. There was, you know, maybe a little bit of thought that uh, he would pull a Josh McDaniels, but he has uh, officially been hired by the Minnesota Vikings. Ben Simmons states that he hopes to play March 10th against Philadelphia. So that is good news. A little bit uh, a little bit of a revenge game there for Mr. Simmons. Sidney Crosby scores a career gold number 500 and a win. Uh, I'll come back to that a little bit later because I think that was a dramatic game. Giannis played through that ankle injury, scored 50 points last night against the Indiana Pacers, and Ryan Zimmerman retires after 17 seasons. He was with the Nationals most recently. But, uh, George, wasn't this a crazy comeback win by Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins? It was. They ended up winning 5-4 in overtime, being down 4-2 going into the third period there. So, yes, now a big-time comeback win. Chris Letang scores in overtime. Uh, Let's not go crazy here. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, No one's answered to a good team this season, actually a very bad team this season as their defense and goaltending have cratered once again for Philadelphia. And the Flyers, listen, they got to worry about Carter Hart now. They thought they had their franchise goaltender when he first came up two, uh, three seasons ago. And you need that in the NHL. It's like a quarterback in football. You can't win without it, man. Without a quarterback, without a goaltending, you might one of the two most important positions in sports. You just can't win. It's certainly not consistently here. And like I said, Carter Hart has cratered for whatever reason here, not working out. The Pittsburgh Penguins... This is a good team again, and I do wonder, Davis, the NHL trade deadline is March 21st, so you're talking, yeah, four weeks and change. Will Pittsburgh want to make another run? Crosby, Malkin, Latang, all in their mid-30s. You know, will they want to make another run with these guys? Will they look to acquire another key piece by the deadline, especially with goaltender Tristan Jarry playing so well this season? This is the same Tristan Jarry who was falling apart in the playoffs. He looked like he wasn't going to be that player when the games meant the most. 
Yeah. Uh, so we have some, I think, fairly big news in the NFL as well. Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor has signed an extension through 2026. I have to be honest, George. I hate this extension. I think it's a really bad idea. Zach Taylor, uh, now to be fair to him, I thought he had a very good Super Bowl. You know, no hesitation going for it on the fourth downs where he needed to go to. And clearly, he was the first head coach in that game to abandon the running game when it wasn't working. You know, McVay kept going to Akers, kept going to Akers, went to Daryl Henderson, went to Sony Michelle. That You know, it's, it's well-worn territory in the Super Bowl. The Rams were not able to run. The Bengals weren't really able to run either, but they stopped doing it. You know, they stopped banging their head into the wall. So I thought Zach Taylor had a good Super Bowl. But honestly, George, I thought he was quite bad in the regular season. You know, the Bengals, uh, they, they said, oh, we want to be a running team. We want to be perfectly balanced between run and pass, you know, all this stuff. And uh, I think the Bengals might be a little bit victims of their own success here because I don't. And welcome to everyone on radio here on SportsGrid, SportsGrid Radio, Davis Maddock and George Kurtz with you discussing uh, Zach Taylor's extension to 2026. But are you with me, George? Do you think this is a bad extension? Now, uh, when I'm not doing this show, it means I'm on Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi. And Joe Lisi and I have been bashing Zach Taylor all season long. Uh, Joe Lisi hates the man. I mean, really, he's been much, much more, uh, much harder on him than I have. I'm not a big Zach Taylor fan. I think sometimes they win despite him, not because of him. So, no, I'm not thrilled about this extension either. I'm right there with you. And I can guarantee you Lisi's going bananas right now on uh, about this extension here. But what I mean, what are you going to do? The guy got to the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he was going to get the extension. He was going to be able to use that leverage. Is what McVay is going to do with the Rams as well. He's going to use that leverage now. He's going to get paid $12, 14 $16 million a year. Or so I'm going to TV. You know, that sort of thing here. So it is what it is there. Do I think the Bengals made a mistake? Yeah, man. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a McVay fan. I'm sorry. I'm not a uh, Zach Taylor fan. Who's in the McVay tree, by the way. Everybody's in the uh, McVay tree. Uh, so... I, but I, I, I'm not surprised by it. I'm really not surprised at all. Uh, when I think the Bengals off season, I want to know if they're going to spend money. You know, we know they have a truckload of money here, right? A lot of money up to the cap. Typically, the ownership doesn't spend money. They don't spend up to the cap yet. Will they do it now? It does show me something interesting, Davis, that they've spent money on the coach. You know, so maybe this, I think I would like this if it translates to spending money on players for the team. Then I could live with this more. Yeah, I you know I think you're I think you're probably right. I mean, unfortunately, I do think the Bengals are in this position. This is this is their core. You know, these are the guys that are playing with them. Maybe they'll you know they'll have a reworked offensive line, but this is pretty much the Bengals team. And um, you know, they were very lucky to make this Super Bowl, and they play in a very tough conference. But of course, we will touch on all of these things later on in the show. Next, we're going to talk about some golf. We have some football. We have some basketball. So everyone, don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Stay with George and I for the next two hours. We'll have all the fantasy sports content you need. See you after break in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. And, of course, with uh, NFL taking a little bit of pause, though we are going to be joined later this week by my friend Patrick Corain to start talking about some of the NFL draft stuff. People's uh, attentions start to wander a little bit. You know, we're going to play a little bit of fantasy golf, a little bit of fantasy hockey, a little bit of fantasy baseball. So, of course, every week on the show, we are going to be previewing the PGA Tour tournament from both a betting and a fantasy golf perspective. And before we get into some of the options this week at the Genesis Invitational played at the Riviera Country Club, George, this is one of my, my favorite things to ask people's opinions on so you know there's sort of this theory in golf betting and golf dfs that some guys just like to play at some courses so an example from this week bubba watson has won at this golf course three different times he's made the top 10 a bunch of different times so i'm wondering george i know you play a little bit i know you don't watch a ton but i know you play a good bit are there some golf courses when you go there you're like you know what i know i'm going to be able to putter around here pretty good today and some golf courses you go to even you know you know excluding uh differences in difficulty or whatever are there some golf courses that you're just like you know what i just love to play here absolutely i like courses with a little bit of a uh, little spice to them you know where i don't like i don't like flat courses those kind of bore me to death and i think it hurts my game as well because i'm not paying attention as much as i get a little bored so i like it if there's uh, obstructions in the way whether it be you know at least sand let me water beach whatever it might be I kind of enjoy that. And I'm the first person to tell you, by the way, I don't know what it is about par threes where there's a water. You, know, you shouldn't even come close to the water on a par three. But it's it's also – I like it. I think it's cool. But, man, I'm going to go and drink an awful lot, it seems like. And I don't don't know why. It, it's in the – because it's in my head. And I know it's in my head. But I think that's kind of part of the fun. I want I, – when I look at a golf course, I want it to be – you know, they're different. I want it to be some extravagance. I want trees in the way. I want sand pits in the way. I want I want some beach. I like I like all of it. To me, that's kind of fun. Yeah. You know what? I think it uh I think it is kind of fun too. There there's one golf course in my head that I am thinking of, and again, no one even knows what it is, but in, in the greater Kansas City metro area that I used to play all the time, right when I got out of college. Uh my best ever round in in my life came there. It's, you know, it's it's obviously not that hard of a golf course, but I certainly am much more comfortable there. So it's it's one of those things that's very hard to evaluate 
from a uh, you know from a, a data science perspective, but I do think it is you know a, a thing that is fairly real. So we're going to go ahead and get into the Genesis Invitational. It's played at the Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. Absolutely stacked field this week. You know, combination of a couple different things. There's not a big European tour event going on right now. Lots of the guys who would you know, normally be playing overseas are here. So uh, probably one of the strongest non-major fields we're going to see all year and we can see at the top of the pricing on FanDuel at the Genesis Invitational John Rahm is 12,100 Cantlay only a hundred dollars cheaper Justin Thomas 11,900 Colin Morikawa major champion Colin Morikawa 11,700 Xander Shifley 11,600 and Dustin Johnson at 11,500 so I think you can see just by the fact that Victor Hovland is is not priced up all the way there. You know, Rory McIlroy, not priced all the way up there. Hideki, Cameron, Cameron Smith, you know, lots of really great golfers. Um, so I think the strategy this week on FanDuel, I, I honestly uh, think it's going to be very stars and scrubsy. I would imagine that winning lineups on FanDuel might even, uh, actually are, are probably likely to include two of these guys, right? Rahm and Cantlay, Cantlay and JT, Morikawa and Xander Shifley. So definitely keep that in mind this week as you are constructing lineups on FanDuel for the Genesis Invitational. Uh, some of the guys that I have outlined as my top picks using the projections that we have access to on dailyroto.com. You guys can uh, sign up there, dailyroto.com, and get all of the same tools and analysis that I'm talking about. Scotty Scheffler, Coming off of the win, I know people don't really like to play guys coming off of the win for, you know, a variety of different reasons. It's just kind of a, a human thing that you come off the win and maybe you don't play all that well. To be fair, it is Scheffler's first win since 2019, so maybe he's not that likely to win. But the guy has been absolutely crushing it this season. Uh, he's got multiple top 10s. He had 11 top 10s last season had four top tens the year before he is just an incredible golfer so i'm not worried about it same thing goes with tony finau just sort of a pga dfs hero and these are by the way some of the guys that could definitely fit in a stars and scrubs lineup with john rom with patrick cantley you know i think you could play tony finau along with those guys you could definitely play sergio garcia along with those guys he is actually underneath the cost of an average roster spot, which is sort of the way that you would evaluate value plays for PGA DFS. Garcia in pretty good form. Uh, he really has only missed one cut in the last year. That was the Sanderson Farms and the Northern Trust, but has done very well since then. You know, obviously, you know, 31 wins in his career. He's a great player. Seamus Power, I talked about him last week with Jim Sanis, our friend from Number Fire. Uh, I, I bet on him to win this event. We'll talk a little bit about betting here in a moment. Uh, I sort of think that Seamus Power is on the same trajectory of Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, those type of guys, you know, young guys who who cut their teeth on some of the smaller tours. Seamus Power has played on uh, the Corn Ferry Tour. He has played the European Tour. So he, he's really grinded, but I think he is about to come out on the other side of that and become a consistent player on tour. 
my guy Luke List uh, won several weeks ago. Uh, of course, he did hit that 80 to 1 ticket. Feeling good about that. But um, List is sort of interesting. He is uh, an older guy. You know, he is 35 years old and he was a tour grinder for a long time. It seems that he has changed something with his game because he is strokes gained on approach and his strokes gained putting are far closer to tour average than they had been in years past. So feeling very good about Luke List this week. And then as always, Joel Damon, very good bet to make a cut on these Western events. You know, he plays very well on, uh, he plays very well on this POA grass. He is a great tee to green player. So feeling very good about him at 8,900. Moving on now to some of the bets I have made on my card. I've been waffling here at the top of the market. Uh, you know, John Rahm is posted at nine to one, and we have Patrick Cantlay and Justin Thomas priced at 14 to one. And I, I said to myself, I was just going to wait until we were on here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid TV to fill out the end of my betting card. And uh, I've decided. We are going to be going with Patrick Cantlay at 14 to 1. He makes the playoff last week. He has been unbelievable to start the year. I've placed a couple wagers on Cantlay to win major championships this season. Data Golf, who powers the projections over at dailyroto.com, has him ranked as the second best golfer in the world. So we're going in that direction. And the rest of the card made up with Sung J M at 40 to 1. Sung J is uh, basically the biggest grinder on tour. The guy never misses a week. Uh, he is the 23rd ranked golfer in the world. T6 at the Farmers, T11 at the Amex. Good form, good course fit. I just got done talking about Seamus Power. And, you know, something that's very helpful in golf is to have an idea of true talent level of some of these guys. And I think that Seamus Power is better than a 66 to 1 golfer, even in this field. A couple bombs here to end the card Maverick McNeely at 100 to 1. Very similar play style to Seamus Power and Sung Jay. And then how could I pass up Ricky Fowler? Yes, that Ricky Fowler at 150 to 1 to win the Genesis Invitational. It's just, it, maybe it's not a good bet, but I would never forgive myself if Ricky Fowler won at 150 to 1 and I didn't have the ticket. And one last bomb, we have Cameron Champ at 250 to 1. I think that is a decent wager as well. We are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, George will rejoin me, and we are going to talk about some of the best available NFL free agents and how that could change the landscape for fantasy football in 2022. Don't go anywhere, everyone. Stay on the grid. We'll see you back in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Just covered some of the angles for the Genesis Invitational, the PGA Tournament, this weekend. If you missed any of that, you can go back and watch it on demand. We are now going to change our tune and take a look at the NFL upcoming free agency window. There, there I think a lot is going to change in NFL free agency and with the drafts. We have a list of some of the best available free agents here. And of course, we will continue to cover NFL free agency over the next few weeks up until the point that we get there. And George, we're going to go ahead and begin with the quarterbacks because there are four guys. And honestly, I could see any of these guys ending up as a starter the next season or none of them, right? So I think these guys could all be the week one starter for a team or none of them, kind of depending on where the rookies go. And, and I mean, there's a lot of musical chairs this offseason at quarterback. So the guys who are available at quarterback, Jameis Winston was on a one-year deal with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater is now a free agent after playing for Carolina and Denver the last two years. Marcus Mariota's contract has ended with the Las Vegas Raiders. And interestingly enough, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, no rumors of him retiring or moving on. He did not play at all with that hip injury this last year. Um, perhaps not surprisingly at his age, not coming back from a, from a hip injury, but um, yeah, I, I honestly, and maybe this is the dark horse. I think the quarterback here who's most likely to be signed as a starter is Marcus Mariota from the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Winston, by the way, as far as that, and probably Fitzpatrick too. Uh, the man gets so much love here. Uh, I think Winston's I'm the, I'm the most curious about because Will he go back to New Orleans? He was having a solid season with the Saints before the injury. It certainly wasn't great. It wasn't spectacular or anything like that. But Peyton seemed to have gotten him under control. But now Peyton's gone. You know, he got the injury. Uh, are they going to sign? They need Someone has to go there. You would think one of these four has to go there. Now, Bridgewater was also there in New Orleans, right? He played there with Breeze and played uh, well, five, six games when Breeze hurt the thumb there. It was very uninspiring. I think he had the lowest uh, yards per throw in the uh, in the NFL here, but still, he has experience there. Maybe he'd go there. So I'm curious what the Saints are going to do. You know, you and I talked about uh, Saints yesterday. This is a team that's in really trouble here. Now, you don't have a quarterback right now. Kamara's got all sorts of legal issues, and the NFL is going to get involved with the suspension eventually as, uh, as well. Thomas, well, he doesn't seem to be happy to be there either. I really don't think Thomas wanted to play for the Saints uh, last season. I think he was uh, milking that ankle as best he could to not play there. So we'll see what happens with the Saints there, but one of those guys has to end up with the Saints. Yeah, no, I, th I think you're right. I think you make a very good point. You know, wh what are they going to do? They're going to run the Taysom Hill thing back. Is Trevor Simeon going to be going to be taking snaps for them? I'll tell you why I think Marcus Mariota is the most likely one to be signed as a starter. The Pittsburgh Steelers need a quarterback. There's no way they can go into the season with Mason Rudolph. 
this offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, before he coached Ben Roethlisberger, his whole thing was all about the quarterback moving out of the pocket. His offensive system needed a mobile quarterback. I, I certainly am not the first one to draw these lines. I am, I'm actually stealing this line of analysis from our friend, J.J. Zacharyson from the late round quarterback. And, and he has totally talked me into it. I think it's very likely that Mariota ends up signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving now to the running back position. Again, a bunch of star-studded names here, at least in terms of fantasy football. Now, in real life, do these guys impact uh, the win column? Probably not. But all of these guys were top 24 running backs other than Chase Edmonds in 2021. So we have Corderell Patterson, basically the biggest surprise of the season. Very interested if he signs with someone as a running back or if he signs with someone as a wide receiver or if he just resigns with Atlanta. We have Leonard Fournette. His contract has expired with the Buccaneers. He's probably looking for a big payday after getting cut from the Jaguars and, and signing smaller deals with the Buccaneers. James Conner, this is probably his last chance for a real payday. 18 touchdowns last season, but was only making $4 million. Also, Chase Edmonds from the Arizona Cardinals. He is also a free agent. I think Arizona resigns him. I, I don't think they can go into 2022 with just Eno Benjamin as the running back. And of course, the running back everyone wants to sign for a different team, Melvin Gordon. If Melvin Gordon resigns with the Denver Broncos, there are going to be lots of very, very unhappy fantasy football players, George. There'll be a lot of unhappy Javante William Dynasty owners or keeper owners, for that matter, who want Melvin Gordon gone. Uh, and you look at these guys. You know, Cordero Patterson, we were all, you know, so many bouquets that were thrown at him, really did nothing in the second half of the season. Ever since he suffered that ankle injury, he wasn't the same player. Uh, for whatever reason there. Well, I'm, I'm guessing the injury really zapped the matter, but he probably came back too soon there. Fournette's interesting because I think he's probably the best of the bunch. He was, you know, he was good in Jacksonville until, well, until he wasn't, until things weren't working out uh, well then. He wanted that, became a little bit of a malcontent, and they let him go. He was very good with Tampa Bay, very good with Tampa Bay, but you can make an argument you and I could have been good with Tampa Bay. If we have Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Ron Gronkowski, no one cares about the run game. They'll care now. So uh, will he go back there? Is he going to look for that big payday, which I agree with you. Of course he is. You know, all these running backs are sort of competing with each other, and that's not good. This is why running backs don't get paid because you got all these guys. you got a few more out there as well, plus the ones coming out of the draft. This is why NFL teams aren't going to be signing any of these guys to big, big paydays. I like Fournette, but I'm not – if I'm a GM, I'm not going to feel the need to give you big money. I'm not. I'm going to want to put that money someplace else. You know, rather than running back, I would take almost any of these guys. There are some that are better than others, absolutely, but they're incremental better. We're not talking big, oh, my God, I got to get him. There's not one guy there, Davis, I look at and I'm like, boy, you know, I got to get him. He's got to be on my fantasy team. He's got to be on my NFL team, whatever it is. They're just not there, not in today's NFL. Yep, I am, uh, I'm with you. I would say if I was going to pay one of these guys, you know, $12 million or whatever, it would be Patterson, and it would be Patterson hands down first. He can play wide receiver, so that's valuable, right? Just the fact that you can move him around the formation a little bit. Secondly, and people forget this, he's also the best kick returner in the NFL. Really, he's the only guy on kickoffs that you actually want returning the ball. You know, pretty much the way they've done the kickoff rules, you're like, oh, well, I, I don't, I just let, just let it go. Let's get the ball, you know, out on the 25 or whatever. Not Patterson. You actually want Patterson to take the ball out. So I would pay Patterson. Maybe an unpopular opinion. I think he's going to be 31 years old. So maybe not great, but I'm paying him. Moving now to the wide receivers. Um, 
This is maybe the best free agent wide receiver class that I can remember because generally speaking, you can't sign a wide receiver one in free agency. But I think there are two guys here that are actually legit wide receiver ones. I mean, the first one is obviously Devontae Adams. Whoever gets him is going to be winning a huge prize. I also think Chris Godwin falls in that category. I'm very curious on what would happen if a team signed Mike Williams as their number one wide receiver. Like, I would like to see that experiment go on. We have Allen Robinson, who has just been stuck in hell. Basically, his entire NFL career, he's never played with a good quarterback. Uh, and, and Odo Beckham Jr., you know, had Odo Beckham Jr. not torn his ACL in the Super Bowl, who knows how high the price tag could have gotten up to, given how well he had played for them. Uh, so, so how do you view this class of guys? Stuck in hell. All right. Uh, and I don't disagree, by the way. Uh, I just I don't know if I phrased it that way, but I certainly don't disagree. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to stick with Green Bay. All right, they'll franchise him. He's not going anywhere. He's just not. Uh, it sucks for him. He won't get quite what he could have gotten. And if he's going to take a long-term deal, it'll have to be at a little bit of a discount. Or else they'll just keep franchising him. That's just the way it works there. But he's there's no way. No way. I, even, if, even if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they're not letting Adams go, too. I mean, they're going to need love to throw to somebody. Right, it's just it can't happen. So that's going to be it. Other than that, there's not a wide receiver one here. Godwin might have been that guy before the ACL. Other than that, to be in a number one, which means you're being signed for big money, choking, averaging over twenty million dollars a season. Godwin's not getting that. Not right now. He might get that next off season if he starts a one year make good deal. But there's no way if I'm a GM, I'm giving him a five year, hundred million dollar contract with forty fifty million dollar guarantee coming off an ACL. You can't do it. It's a, I said, this is why it's a crime. This is why when he signed his free, uh, his, uh, yeah, franchise tag deal, you know, it's a risk. Yes, you get more money up front, but you tore the ACL, you might have lost some long-term security here. Even though generally the ACL people do come back and they're fine, but still it takes time here. So I think, uh, you know, he's got, got some problems there. Odell Beckham's even worse because he tore it so late. I don't see any way he doesn't start the season on PUP. So same problem here. I don't think he would have gotten big money anyway because he slowed down somewhat. He was having a very good time with the the Rams, absolutely. But let's not forget, Cooper Cup had an all-time season there. He was never seeing the number one cornerback, and he was never seeing double coverage. So there's going to be that uh, also there. You're, as everything you said about Robinson is true. I hope this guy goes to a pass-friendly offense, and finally we can see what he can do again. As you said, he's never played with a good quarterback, Jacksonville, Chicago. The man is always just, you know, on the wrong end there, but uh, he should go someplace more uh, more pass-friendly, and he'll put up big numbers as well. All right, finally, real quick, we have four tight ends here. Mike Kosicki, Dalton Schultz, Rob Gronkowski, and Zach Ertz. This is really the only point I have to make. If Dalton Schultz gets $8 million or $9 million guaranteed per year, he better send Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore the biggest gift basket humanity has ever seen because he is such an average player isn't right place right time did some damage here he's not a good run blocker and some people think that's one of the reasons why the cowboys uh run game wasn't all that great because he's just not that guy just fine uh cowboy fan you know once again they can't afford to pay everybody so he may have to go there you got Blake draw when you're paying him anyway and it's a strong tight end draft by the way so they may go there. Gronk will play if he wants to play, and he'll play. He'll pick the spot where he thinks he wants to be best, right? Where he's got the great quarterback and can put up some numbers there. I still like Zach Ertz. Mike Mike is probably the last guy on this list I'd want. Yeah, I think you are right about there. I mean, if Gronk and Ertz have another year left, I think teams should definitely be signing them. Guys, we are going to run into break here real quick on the show. When we get back. 
some early fantasy football ADP oddities. See you on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into some early fantasy football ADP discussion, I need to remind everyone to please be following at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter, on social media. You can also follow us on Instagram. You are going to get highlights from all the shows here on the network. You're going to get injury analysis, news, notes, updates, highlights, all that good stuff our best bets. You're going to get the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. All of the best available content from our network does get posted onto social media. So even if you can't watch, you know, 18 hours a day, that's all right. We understand you are going to be able to keep track of everything going on here at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. Now, George, uh, I, I have to admit, I have already started drafting fantasy football for 2022 i'm an addict i can't stop i don't have fantasy baseball drafts to be doing i mean really the fantasy baseball season that's about to start any day now is just as much in flux as the fantasy football season is i mean in terms of guys not signed on teams we don't know who's going where i mean it, it really is a pretty uh you know pretty equivalent so uh, when is your first fantasy football draft gonna happen do you have you ever done one before the nfl draft before yeah sure sure before the NFL draft absolutely I haven't done any now uh I've had people ever I, I shouldn't say that by the way because I remember we argued once but why are we doing a draft now this is nuts we haven't even hit free agency so I have done one now but generally it's at least after free agency at least after the first week when we know where the big guys are going here but I've done it before the draft but right now my first uh draft will be I have a dynasty league I play in will be a week after the draft that's when we start drafting at the slow draft so that's my first one scheduled now. There's always a chance someone invites me to one that starts earlier. And, yeah, I'm a sucker like everybody else. I don't know about you, Davis. I used to play in a lot of leagues. I mean, like over 20. And I thought, okay, I got to calm down. All right? Because I'm a better player if I don't play in so many. And I got it down to like six or eight. 
And now I'm back to double that again. I, I'm an addict. Like you said, I just, I just can't say no because I love competing so much. And there's nothing like draft day. There's nothing like drafting. You are, you are 100% correct. I am, I am all the way with you, uh, which is why best ball is so popular these days. You know, it's kind of why best ball is eating so much of the fantasy football attention because waivers and trades and setting your lineup and, oh, you know, Cam Akers got hurt and he ruined my season. Like, none of that is involved with best ball. You just rip the drafts off and then you never – you never have to think about it again, and uh, we certainly are going to be doing lots of best ball content here on the show. So this will actually be good. I've had the chance to get a couple of drafts in. You are going to kind of be looking at this ADP for the first time, so it'll be it'll be a good little discussion here. We're going to look at some of the things. I mean, I just think some of these ADPs are weird and worth debating. So let's go ahead and start with Javante Williams going right at the beginning of the second round, 13.9 ADP on underdog in these early drafts right now. Let me tell you, I think this is actually good. I totally get why people are taking him here, but almost no ADP could be nuked harder by the signing of a free agent than Javante Williams. I don't know if there's a single other ADP that is fragile enough as a result of a free agency signing than Javante Williams. Now, that free agency signing could just be them re-signing Melvin Gordon, they could bring in James Conner, who we just talked about. They could bring in Chase Edmonds. They could sign Corderell Patterson. We know the Broncos love to run the ball. So Javante Williams, 13.9. Is that is that a little rich for you? It's a little rich for you, but once again, we're talking uh, maybe I'm more in the top 18 picks than I am top 14, so a little far down. I am not so worried about who they bring in. Every team brings in somebody, right? There are very few teams nowadays that have one running back. You know, one bell cow and that's it. It's just not the way the game is played. Uh, you know, the NFL game is played. They all believe that these guys take too many hits. We got we to lessen them. The days of Emmett Smith and those guys getting 30-plus touches a game, not happening anymore. So the game's changed. It's evolved. And so it's something we have to get used to. So I'm not worried about that as much. Uh, I'm, I'm Obviously, if I'm a Javante Williams owner in a keeper league, dynasty league, yeah, I probably don't want to be Melvin Gordon. That's too much of a name. I want to be a lesser guy. A guy who's clearly the backup. And I'm not going to worry about eating into it. I don't want to be a touchdown guy. You know, so once again, I want my guy to be a touchdown guy, a short yardage guy there. So I'm interested in Williams. I am. But also, okay, who's the quarterback going to be? I need to know this. All right? Because if it's Aaron Rodgers, then I love Javante Williams because <laughs> no one's paying attention to the run game. But, you know, if it's another ho-hum Drew Locke kind of guy, oh, man, they're going to stack the box. They don't trust Locke. And that'll, that'll keep him down to what he can do. So I don't mind this ADP. I'd probably prefer him, you know, instead of top of the second round, middle of the second round. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty much in line with you. So our next guy is kind of in the other direction. Cam Akers ADP, 29.3. Now, obviously, it's fallen a little bit since the Super Bowl. This is more the range where I would actually feel comfortable with him. I know he looked like crap in the playoffs, but I do think they showed – you know, they don't care about Sony Michelle. So Sony is either going to be a, a stone-cold backup or not on the team this next season. He will compete a little bit with Henderson, but they gave him the ball 20 times a game coming back from this Achilles injury. I would imagine he is going to get every opportunity to be a true running back one in fantasy. I think he might even be a little bit of, of a value here, George. I would probably agree with you. Which I think it was kind of an amazing story for him to come back in the first place, right, from the torn Achilles in season. I know it happened in preseason, but he came back, and I did not see him coming back. And he looked good. 
You know, as far as speed is concerned, when I said that's what I mean when I say he looked good. Yeah, the playoffs were kind of ugly. I don't know what McVay was thinking. Keep giving him the rock over and over again. It wasn't working. It was broken. You might want to fix that. But I think full offseason, I think he'll be better. Once again, no one's going to view Akers or Henderson, for that matter, as, oh, we got to stop these guys. They're going to worry about Cup again. They're going to worry about Stafford. They're going to worry about the pass game. I imagine Robert Woods will be back by then as well. And maybe they add somebody not named Beckham, or maybe they add Beckham. You know, and Beckham just can't play the first six weeks of the season. So that passing game is going to be the focus is where, where I'm going with here. My only worry here is going to be, Davis, is Henderson going to be that goal line guy? You know, is that uh, my issue going to be? Who's going to be the touchdown guy here? But I like Akers. I do. I think uh, the fact that it's this is also sort of recency bias because, oh, my God, he's, he's just he's terrible to uh, his last game in the Super Bowl. I think his ADP is going to climb up a little bit once people start to forget about that. You know, the bad game he had. Uh, he did come back literally. He'll be better. I'm interested in Akers as well, but probably not as a running back one. I like him as a running back two. If he's my first running back, it means I went pretty much wide receiver, very heavy. Even his ADP says here he's going in round three. Yeah. Um, so the next one, Kyle Pitts. Everybody was right about Kyle Pitts last year. So the people who said he's being overdrafted, you can't touch him, rookie tight end, yada, yada, they were right because he only scored one touchdown. The people who said, Kyle Pitts, he's a unicorn, he's amazing, we've never seen anyone like him, they were also right. He set the rookie tight end receiving record, 110 targets, 1,000 receptions. I mean, pretty much 1,000 yards from a tight end, you're saying that's money in the bank, right? That is a good season. When it only comes with one touchdown, it's not that good of a season. I, I will say, for my part, I love this ADP for Kyle Pitts. I will be gobbling him up here. Uh, George, what say you? Kyle Pitts, you're talking a 12-team league. is going third round. I won't be. He's yours. Okay. Uh, not, I'm not taking him uh, third round. I'm not taking any tight end in the third round. I'm just not doing it. Uh, but this is the problem with tight ends. All right? You sort of have to make that decision. If you want one you can rely on, no worse than round four. They're all going to be gone. Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, Kittle. Uh, I, I'm not putting Pitts in this category yet, but uh, I get it. He was consistent. You know, he, I don't, he's the kind of guy, he had, he had consistent, as you mentioned, he set the record uh, for rookie tight ends. He had consistent points week in and week out, but he, he rarely was going to win you a week because, well, he had one touchdown. You know, is he the new Julio Jones Davis with Atlanta where they just Hope don't not. use their best player in the red zone? I mean, it's like I, I had him in a league or two. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Can the man score a touchdown? Two, I mean, come on. So it's frustrating that way that they don't seem to be able to scheme. It doesn't matter who the coach is. They don't be able to seem to scheme up when they're best player in the red zone. But you got to make this decision. Are you spending on a tight end? And I'm probably not. So that's why I won't have. I'm, I'm certainly not a third-round pick. Not doing it. I'm going to wait, probably double that 6-8. And I'll deal with the, the Hawkinsons, the Froyer moves. Uh, Dallas got it. I'm like any of these guys. I doubt Hunter Henry is going to have the t- – Hunter Henry was the anti-pits, right? He scored the touchdowns, didn't make the catches here. Uh, maybe even Zach Ertz we talked about earlier. Dalton Schultz, we'll see where he ends up. I'm probably going to be the, uh, the guy who's going to wait on tight end. Yeah. Um, all right. Elijah Moore, again, I could go either way. So he had some phenomenal games, 8 for 141 and a touchdown against Miami, 7 for 84 and two touchdowns against Indianapolis, scored a touchdown against Philly, scored a touchdown against Buffalo, also ran for a touchdown uh, against New England. So I will be in on Elijah Moore in a fourth, fifth round ADP because I don't care. I don't care if his quarterback stinks. I don't care if the offense stinks. I think he looks really, really good and was very good when he played. But I can see the argument of, 
why would I take Elijah Moore when I can get Hunter Renfro 20 picks later, for example? That is the argument. Because I, I like the player. I like Elijah Moore. Uh, I do. I might worry about his health a little bit, too. I just don't ever uh, reek to me of the guy who's not ever going to play 17 games. That guy's always going to miss two, three games, play 14 around there. Average about that uh, throughout his season. But I like the player. And on a different team, I would probably love the player. That being said, Zach Wilson's going to get better. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-pro and the greatest thing they ever hit, but he's going to get better. Most quarterbacks do in their second season. The Jets will grow around him. So I see good things becoming more. But as you said, uh, it's not so much more. You know, you took a round four, round five here. It's a t- uh, I mean, a truckload of receivers are going to be available. Receiving is always deep. It may not be uh, top-heavy, but it's deep. So there might be other guys I trust more. You mentioned Renfro two rounds later. I would, yeah, I would take that. I would. And it's just, I can load up on other players here. But there will be, also be players here in the round I want to take them. Well, you know what? This guy may not have quite the upside of more, but he's safer. You know, and I'm generally a yeah. safe guy, which I think hurts me, by the way, sometimes. But I'm generally a safe guy. And I want to take that guy, especially because if I have safe players, then we discussed this yesterday, then I, maybe I could take more chances later because I know my first four or five picks, well, they're safe. I know what they're going to do. So I could take more dartboard throws, you know, to see what happens later. Uh, on my draft. It's kind of the way I approach things. And then our, our final guy here, again, a guy I can guarantee I will be all over. Travis Etienne misses all of his rookie season with a foot injury, but I think he's going to get, he's going to benefit in a couple ways. They got that good, stinky Urban Meyer season out of the way. He's gone. New blood, new faces. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he, he ate his lumps as a rookie. I think he will, again, be better in his second season. James Robinson also got injured, but additionally, didn't really play that well. You know, I think had ETN been healthy, it would have been a really gross three-way timeshare between Hyde, Robinson, and ETN. Um, And now they they got that out of the way. ETN was a great college player. 78 touchdowns in four seasons, 6,000 yards, 7.8 yards per touch. I mean, he was unbelievable at Clemson, and of course, Trevor Lawrence was his college quarterback. Are we in on Travis Etienne? I will say absolutely I am. Well, hey, we're in on any running back, right? There's just so few of them we're definitely in. But, yes, uh, I'm, I don't think I was as enthusiastic as you, but I'm in. You know, I'm going to be very curious about the player. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a terrible draft pick by the Jaguars, but not because of the not because of Etienne. I just don't think you draft a running back in the first round, not when you have a thousand other issues on your team. You know, you, you worry about running back later in your draft here. Well, that's just my draft philosophy for an NFL team. It had nothing to do with the player himself. Fantasy, sure. I don't think I'd want him on all, you know, a bunch of my teams. You know, if I'm playing in 11 leagues, I don't want him on four of them. Probably too much for me in case he is a bomb there. The offense is terrible. But I think Etienne's in for a good, solid season, yeah. All right, there we go, everyone. There's some way too early fantasy football discussion here on Fantasy Sports Today. If you guys enjoyed that, stay tuned. I promise there will be more of it. We're going to go ahead and run to break here real quick on FST. See you guys back in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Our, our last little segment of Hour One, this is always George's baseball corner. This is where we get to hear what the owners are doing, what the players are doing. So, George, give us our, our daily update on the state of labor negotiations, my friend. Yeah, it came down right before the show started that the uh, the players and the owners are going to meet again at some point this week. They have not set the exact date and time, however. Remember, spring training was supposed to start yesterday. Today would have been the first workout day. So we'd be getting videos of uh, you know players right now stretching, maybe throwing a ball a little bit, scratching themselves, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but today's would have been the first workout day. They are going to meet again. Let's keep in mind, they've only met once in the past 14 days to discuss core economic issues. I mean, come on, man. First of all, why weren't you negotiating, uh, you know, ever since the season ended here? You had months upon months here. And then you don't, you don't need not even talking. It's just what's so frustrating about this, that both sides just don't get it here. Uh, I keep saying it, Davis, and nothing's changed for me. Until money is, has started to be lost which won't come until spring training games are, are going to be missed here. And even that's not mega money. But until money is being lost here, neither side has, an, uh, has really an incentive here. Neither side is being pushed to get to make their best offer, at least make their more better offers than what we're seeing right now. Right now, they're so far apart. It may not seem like they're far apart. You know, they're only $100,000 apart in, uh, in rookie salaries. But, you know, you add that up over a couple hundred plays, you're talking millions upon millions of dollars here. Uh, it's frustrating. I know I'm frustrated. I can guarantee you Craig Mish is frustrated. We're both big baseball guys here. Bottom line is this. Until we see some kind of major breakthrough, they're not really all that close to getting anything done. Well, all right. So, look, real quick, five-second answer. Who's more likely to break down first, the players or the owners? Almost always the players. Almost always. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, you are correct. I wish that wasn't the case. But I think it is probably the case. But look, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we get this situation resolved. And I hope the players get the bag. We will update you again on these labor negotiations tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on MST. See you back in a few moments. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. 
Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 